Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to announce that finally Floored has been retired. But before we go crying about it, I wanted to announce that I have been working on replacing it with a program called Floored Forces. That's what I've been working on this year. And I'm really excited that this virtual fitness program is ready to be released very, very soon. Floored Forces builds your body from the super basics of core and pelvic floor strength and progresses each week to encompass a total body conditioning program unlike anything you've ever done before. This choose-your-own-adventure-style workout has variations of each exercise, plus can be customized to be anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes long, depending on your life, not mine, so that you can meet your body where it's at instead of forcing it to be somewhere it's not ready for yet, a strategy that way too many fitness programs are lacking. Doors to the Floored Forces interest list are open now through September 23rd. Signing up will not obligate you to join us, but it will give you the chance to sign up before I release this program to the public, plus we'll give you a nice discount on the membership. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more and grab your spot. Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to helping you understand the ins and outs of building your body up instead of tearing it down. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health, orthopedics, and women's fitness. After working for almost a decade in the fitness and traditional healthcare space, I grew disenchanted with the gimmicks and the garbage, scare tactics and scarcity mindset, and all the things that were and continue to be pushed on people to make them fear their bodies instead of actually using them to live the lives that they so deserve. This podcast will uncover the power for you to demand a life worth living instead of sitting your best days out on the sidelines. We get very raw around here, so grab your headphones and let's jump right into today's episode. I think that, and I don't mean to put words in my clients' mouths, but something that a lot of them fear is that they're going to do something that, quote, undoes their progress. And this could look like a multitude of things. So the most common ones, the first one being like, what if I'm not consistent with my exercise program? I'm going on vacation. What if I'm not consistent for two weeks? Is that going to make me go backwards, right? So like, it's either undoing all my progress or make me go backwards where I have to start from ground zero. That's the first one. And then the second one, that a lot of people are worried about is if they are coming to me for pelvic floor dysfunction and they decide to have another baby, is that going to undo all of the progress that they made? And I don't, what do I want to say? The TLDR end of it is that your body is incredibly capable, incredibly smart, incredibly resilient, and incredibly strong. And it once it gets taught what to do, it knows what to do. Like I always say to my clients, I'm like, it's in there. Sometimes we just need to wake it up. So I think we need to start thinking about exercise and progressions and how our body works in a different way other than like, if I'm not doing something three days a week, every week for the rest of my life, then I'm going to go backwards and I'm not going to make progress. And 
my pain is going to come back or my leaking is going to come back or my prolapse is going to come back because that's not how our bodies work or respond. So that's what we are talking about in today's episode. I was trolling Facebook the other day and there is this PT business coach because everybody's a freaking business coach these days. But there's this PT business coach who is basically like, um, how do you ensure that your clients are doing perfectly with their home exercise program? And he responded to everyone but me. But my response was, and I usually don't comment on these things, but I had to in this case because I feel like verbiage and beliefs like this, that things need to be perfect in order to be effective, especially in the rehab world, but even like taking it beyond the rehab world, like in the fitness world, the health and wellness world, whatever you want to call it. This idea of perfection is holding so many people back. And I think it really reduces the likelihood of compliance with being consistent with something like an exercise program. So I went on and I responded. I was like, along the lines, this is not verbatim, but I essentially said that with my clients, you have to set up or you have to understand their capacity first and work with that. And then you also have to set this parameter very early on that perfection is not a thing. And he responded to everyone's comment but mine, because I guess like I didn't fit his narrative. But that's that's like what it is, right? So like if you are really busy and you have a hectic lifestyle and you're doing a bunch of shit and you want to get started with a new exercise program, you're not going to have the capacity necessarily right off the bat to be like, I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and get a 45 minute workout in, like especially just starting out. So we have to take into consideration, A, what does your schedule look like realistically? right? Like what do you realistically have time to do? And is this a brand new introduction to your schedule or have you been exercising pretty consistently and you just want additional challenges, whether that be working with weights now or increasing that time spent exercising or learning a new way to exercise, whatever. Like So we're looking at, are you starting from scratch? You don't have an exercise plan at all right now. No movement really. You don't even have five minutes of movement in your life or like five minutes dedicated to movement. Or have you been doing something and you just want an additional challenge or learn an additional skill or whatever, or take this a different step because you're getting bored, whatever it is. That's the first place to start, okay? So like understanding and being honest with yourself. And I say this first day I work with my one-on-one clients, I'm always like, realistically, how much time can you dedicate to my the exercises I'm going to give you? And people are always super gung-ho right off the bat. And they're like, I can do every day for 30 minutes. And I look at them, not to patronize people, but we all know that's not happening if you're brand new to a workout program. And I'm like, do you honestly think that this is feasible. If it is, that's what I'll program for you. But do you honestly think that that's feasible since you're just starting out, especially? And this is a new disruption to your schedule. And 99% of the time, they'll stop and think and they'll be like, okay, 
Maybe I can do like five minutes a day. Maybe I can do 20 minutes, three days a week. And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds a little bit more realistic. We can always increase. So in an earlier episode, I don't know if it was last week's episode, but I always like to err on the side of caution because we can always ramp things up. I mean, we can always take things down a notch too, but we can always ramp things up. So if you are like, I really want to stop leaking when I'm running. And you're like you're telling your therapist or you're doing a program that's 30 minutes, five days a week. If this is brand new to you, most likely you might not stick with that past like the two or three week mark. And then you're like, oh, well, I didn't do the first workout for this week, so I might as well just start over again next week. And then This is when you might think that you're undoing all your, quote, progress that you did over those first two weeks when you were consistent, because here you are in week three being not so consistent because you're a human and it just didn't fit your lifestyle or your schedule or whatever. So first thing is getting really honest, because the the main thing with not wanting to go backwards, quote, backwards with our physical abilities and getting over something that's physically holding us back, the first thing to ensure that we don't, quote, go backwards, which I don't think is a thing unless you get injured, but even then, I don't think it's a thing, but the first thing you want to do is establish a realistic game plan. So, um, when with my one-on-one clients, they range. So some people want to have some kind of movement every day. We do five minutes most days of the week. Cool. That's what you're getting programmed. Some people like their three days a week. So we have 20 minutes, three days a week. I have somebody who's doing an hour, three days a week. I have somebody who's doing 45 minutes, four days a week. So it all depends on the person. So you really have to sit down and think, okay, am I starting from scratch, like square one scratch. What can I do realistically and how many days a week can I do that and devote to movement, like purposeful, formal movement in order to stay consistent? That's going to be your first thing because even something that's small, like a small win where you're like, I can realistically dedicate five minutes a day, three days a week to my workouts. That small win, getting that five minutes in three days a week, like that's going to give you some power to take it into the next week where you then are also consistent next week. And maybe on week three, you're like, oh, I really can ramp up the challenge and do 10 minutes now, three days a week. And you slowly build. So you're not jumping gung-ho into this new program, new schedule change, new slot where now you have to carve out X amount of minutes. It's all brand new. And like newness brings some stress to your nervous system. It's not bad stress. It's just change. And change brings on some stress always. And again, stress is not always a bad thing. But if you're operating under so many different changes, like I'm going to work out five days a week for an hour and I haven't had a consistent exercise plan in three years. Bringing on all that change is going to probably stress you out and then burn you out. And then you're going to lament over not working out for a week. And then you're going to feel like garbage about yourself. So, and then it just cascades. And then we talked about this in last week's episode with the sciatic nerve. When you get stressed out and you feel like shit and you're not 
doing the best at taking care of yourself, this can exacerbate things like pain and leaking and all of that stuff. And we just don't want that. Like if we can cut all that off at the pass, that's what we are going to do. So that's the first thing is just get really, really honest with yourself in where you're at, where you're coming from, where you want to go. Putting this into a real world, putting this into a real world example, I got COVID for the first time about a month ago and it did like my breathing was affected. I was the most tired I've ever been in my entire life. Like I had Lyme a few years ago and I have chronic Lyme, but I've never been as tired as I had been post COVID. And this lasted for like three weeks. So finally I was like, okay, I want to get back into working out again. And realistically, I can do three days a week for 20 minutes at a clip because I was paying attention to like my breathing and my fatigue levels and how my muscles felt, especially with harder things like lifting heavier weights and 20 minutes starting three days a week was my capacity. Like that's what I could devote and I did it. So then I was like, okay, and I'm a note taker. So I like took notes on my workout calendar and I was like, next week, we're going to try four days a week because I want to build like I feel good when I'm moving most days of the week with purposeful movement. This is me. This is not everyone. I'm not saying everyone needs to be like this. This is just how I prefer to do my workouts. So I want to build up to doing purposeful formal or um, formal movement practice most days of the week. So I was like, okay, I did three days at 20 minutes. Let's try four days at 20 minutes and then five days at 20 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, now let's try five days at 25 minutes. So we're slowly building consistency. And the way we do this look is different for everyone and everyone has different schedules. We don't all have the same 24 hours. So whether you're building frequency during the week, whether you're building um, more minutes into that exercise session, whatever. Like this, these are things that you should pay attention to so that you can stay consistent as you go along. So consistency is all great and wonderful, but what happens when life gets in the way, right? Like what happens when you go on vacation? What happens when you get COVID? What happens when something happens at work and you have all these crazy deadlines. So you're not always going to have a perfect workout schedule or fulfill a perfect workout schedule or exercise schedule or whatever. You're going to miss days. You might miss weeks. This is the thing called life. This is why I always say exercise is not a destination. It's an entire journey. Like this is just something you work on for your entire life. And when you're doing it purposefully and in ways that work for you and your lifestyle and your body, and you're not pushing yourself to do the most or punishing yourself with exercise, it doesn't feel like a punishment. And then you're not dreading it. Or at least I hope you're not. There's a difference between dreading something and not being excited about it. Like I will firsthand admit I'm not excited to work out on days that I have a scheduled workout. I don't dread them though. So notice the difference between the two also. That's going to be really, really important. Um, Where was I getting at with this? Oh yeah. So life is going to come up. So as long as you were building consistency up to the point, if you miss a week or two weeks or whatever, you're not going to go backwards. Things might feel a little on the weak side when you do return. So for example, like let's take my COVID example again. 
So when I got back into doing workouts that I had been regularly doing, I had to drop the amount of weight I was lifting because I felt weaker. Now, that quickly, so three weeks, your muscles aren't going to lose all of their strength. It might feel like they got weaker, but the your nervous system actually that nervous system signal might have gotten a little fuzzy over that hiatus that you took, depending how brief it was. So there's a difference between strengthening your nervous system and your musculoskeletal system. So nervous system, it that is usually what happens when things, quote, feel weak, or it feels like you were strength training for two weeks and you're like, I got so much stronger, I can lift so much more. That's not necessarily your musculoskeletal system, like your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, it's not necessarily those structures that are being affected and are what you're feeling. It's more so your nervous system. So your nervous system, if you do feel like you're getting stronger with two weeks of weight training, awesome. But it's most likely your nervous system's um, signals are getting stronger and that's giving a different input to your muscles. Your body's now used to this movement. Your body's now used to moving this load, that's where that um, perceived strength comes from. Say It goes the opposite way too. So for me, like I didn't work out for three weeks and I'm like, oh man, I really need to drop the weight on these bicep curls. It's not necessarily that my muscles didn't get strong or that my muscles themselves lost strength. My nervous system is just not used to withstanding the movement or the weight I'm using or both. So we need to strengthen both nervous system and musculoskeletal system. And both in regard to losing strength and gaining strength, your musculoskeletal system itself, your muscles, your nerves, your ligaments, and everything surrounding your joints, that is, it usually takes four to six weeks for that to be effective. So if you feel weaker after three weeks of not exercising, it doesn't necessarily mean that your muscles lost considerable strength. It just means that nervous system needs a little bit more input and then we slowly build. This is why you could, they're like, oh, muscle memory. If you start to, you take a three-week hiatus, you get back into the groove of things. And then after a week or two, you're like, oh man, I'm back to where I was like three weeks ago. I feel amazing. And um, this is what that is. It's your nervous system acclimating again. And like, oh yeah, I remember how to do this. Not necessarily your muscles acclimating and getting stronger themselves or weaker or whatever. I hope that makes sense. This is actually something we cover inside of Floored Forces, which reminder, at the release, at the time of the release of this podcast episode, the you have two days left to get on the interest list, which is in the show notes below. And then if you're on there and you decide to join, you can start signing up on September 24th. You get a discount and you have the doors open for two weeks before two weeks before I open this program up to everyone else. Um, so just be mindful of that. And if you're interested, please check the show notes below and sign up through the link for to be on the interest list. But we do go over this inside Floored Forces because it is so important. So consistency through that four to six week period with things like strength training and even like stability, mobility, endurance training. Like it's really important to be, to stick with that stuff for that long so that your muscles do get that benefit from you doing those types of workouts. 
Um, but again, like if you did three weeks and then life got in the way and you didn't get to work out for a week, okay, like you have, now you have time to get back on and start over again. So it's this constant, like, I I don't want to say roller coaster, but it is like a roller coaster. Like it's never going to be linear. You're never going to stay on program even if it's quote just three days a week, you're you're most likely never going to stay on a program three days a week for the rest of your life and not have anything interrupt that. Okay, but I do want you to note that if you do miss a week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever, your body will benefit the most from how you're handling that time off. So a lot of people think that like all all their progress is made in the gym or like all your progress if you're overcoming something physical is with doing the exercises. And I'm not going to sit here and downplay the importance of exercise. It's literally what I do for a living and it's super important and it does um, help you reach your goals, especially when there's physical goals. But we also have a ton of things we can do in the interim while we're not able to do a formal workout, right? So like the basics, the things that you're probably tired of hearing me talk about. Are you hydrating well? Are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you taking care of your stress? Are you getting in and out of certain positions? So if you do have a crazy work deadline and you're like swamped for the next two weeks and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to fit a workout in, are you getting up every 20 to 30 minutes from your desk, from your projects and making sure to put your body in different positions? Are you not, are you being mindful of not clenching anything, not gripping anything, not hiking your shoulders, not squeezing your butt cheeks together? Are you getting adequate breath into your abdomen? If you are having like pelvic floor dysfunction, we want to make sure that things aren't clenched. We want to make sure that your belly gets a chance to relax and therefore your pelvic floor gets a chance to relax. What else? Like there's so many things that you can do in the interim right? Like if you are having urgency and you feel like you have to go to the bathroom every five minutes and you're leaking, are you paying attention to your bladder irritants? Are you getting up and I don't even care if it's like one minute of movement or stretching or whatever, getting up and doing that. Like there are so many little things that we can do without having to do a a formal workout that can help us continue to be on the path to reach our physical goals if we don't have the time and or the capacity to get a formal exercise program in. And that's like, if you take anything away from this episode, I want that to be it. So like I have clients all the time, they get down on themselves. This one girl is popping up into my head who gets so upset with herself and so frustrated with herself when life gets in her way and she hasn't had a chance the past week to do anything I gave her. And we're working on what can she do when stuff like that happens. So like, can she do diaphragmatic breathing before bed? And when she wakes up, yes, she can do that. Okay. That's what you're going to focus on. Can you be mindful of not pushing for dear life when you feel like your constipation symptoms are worse because you're now stressed out and you're not moving as much. Yes, I can do that. Okay, cool. Can you do a couple of hip hip hinges at your lunch break? Yes, I can do that. Okay. 
So that's kind of like what we do. We figure out what we can fit, where we can fit it, what's the bare minimum we can fit. And it's a two-way street here. Like brainstorming's happening, all of that stuff. Because we need that. Like we need to still be mindful of things that happen in our everyday lives because what we do every day does affect how we physically perform and how well rested and prepared we are for when we come back to then reintroduce those more formal workouts into our schedule. So if you're doing those things, I am like, I'm more than happy. Like if you're doing little things throughout your life and you're still being mindful of what things feel like and what you can do that feels good and what you can do lifestyle-wise that we've talked about to help your progress, it doesn't always have to involve a formal exercise program, even one that I gave you. Like you have next week to do it. You have two weeks for us to do it together. And then we just revisit it. And then we see like, is this easy for you? It's easy? Oh, cool. So we can progress. So you might actually be surprised at what um, what you're capable of even after taking that week break. So for example, with this same client, um, I hadn't seen her for about a month. And she was down on herself because she only got out of that month one or two weeks in of the exercises they gave her. And I'm not worried because what she was telling me, like she was feeling much better, her bowel movements were much better, and her leaking had stopped. So like I wasn't too concerned because I wanted her to take care of herself. If she was stressing out, and we had a very long talk about this, but she was already stressed from work and family stuff. If she was also stressing out about stuff from like that I gave her to do that's not doing my job like I'm not doing my job because I'm adding stress to an already stressed person and remember we went over this already but I'm going to say it again because I want you to remember this stress exacerbates physical symptoms leaking constipation pain I didn't want to contribute to that because this woman hired me to help her overcome that right? So like, I never want people to be stressed out about not doing things that I gave them. As long as you're implementing things that we talked about lifestyle-wise, I am fine with that. Like, I am more than happy with that. If you came to me and you were like, I didn't do my exercises, I didn't drink water, I didn't eat enough, I sat at my computer for 24 hours a day and in the same position, and I didn't get up at all, then I would be upset. And then we would have another talk. But if you're doing all the lifestyle things and being mindful of them, and again, they're not going to be perfect, but as long as you're making an effort to implement them, we can go over the exercises. So this, we went with this client, we went through all of her exercises together, and we actually found that a couple of them were easy for her, even though she hadn't done them in a few weeks. She's like, oh, that one's really easy. So we increased and we progressed to a more challenging exercise. And you might surprise yourself. So I I think we get stuck in this trap where it's like, and it might be fitness culture related. I think it's just, yeah, it's like diet culture related, where if you're not perfect, and you're not doing perfectly, and this workout's not perfect, and you're not doing it as written, then you have to start from scratch. And that's not the case again, like the whole thing 
the whole, my whole spiel with everything I do is tuning into and listening to your body after so many years of listening to what other people are telling you about that body. We don't know how to tune into our own bodies. We don't know what feels good in our own bodies. We don't know what's right for us in our own bodies. And that's really sad. So for this woman, this client I was speaking about, if she was left to her own devices, she probably would have started back from week one because she's like, I suck. I haven't worked out in three weeks. I'm going to start back from the very, very basics. And sometimes that's a good plan, but sometimes, like in her case, that would have been way too easy for her. So really listening and like trying things, not being afraid to try, not putting yourself on a timeline, really just listening to your body in the here and now. That's going to be, that's going to take you so far and get you so far in your performance levels and what your body is capable of and just trusting that your body is capable of doing hard shit even when you take a break. I don't believe in going backwards. I don't. Like there's a million things that we can do to keep ourselves going forward. And as the sooner we recognize that perfection doesn't ensure that we're going to propel forward all the time, that sometimes we do have setbacks and sometimes we do have times where we need a break that's necessary. As the sooner we recognize that, the not only the happier we're going to be, but the more what do I want to say? Like the more we actually appreciate what our bodies do for us and the more we reward those bodies by help, like understanding that they can do hard things and we can do hard things and we're resilient. And that just takes you so far. Like once you understand how capable your body is and how to listen to it and meet it where it's at and progress it to where you'd like it to be, like that just takes you so fucking far in regard to physical performance, I can't even stress that enough. And that was a huge tangent soapbox that I just went on. But that is like the the essence of what, of what I've built with not only like my one, one blah, what I do with my one-on-one clients, but every offer I have, including Ford, Floored Forces. That's like literally my goal with that. So um, I really want you to understand that. And Lastly, I I briefly mentioned about people who come to me postpartum to overcome pelvic floor dysfunction and they're so worried about going backwards if they have another child. And the honest answer is, A, we can't predict anything, right? So like, just because you had a difficult time with the first one doesn't mean that the subsequent births or birthing experiences are going to be equally as hard. So that's number one. Number two is um, your body. Remember we talked about nervous system being smart and learning patterns and all this stuff. Your body didn't have that connection to your deep core and pelvic floor with your first child. And I'm not blaming that like difficulty or pelvic floor dysfunction or whatever on that fact, but I do think it plays a significant role. So now your nervous system, your pelvic floor muscles, your deep core, your diaphragm, all of your lower body muscles, like now they know the drill. Now they've been taught to be conditioned and play well together and be nice to each other and pull their own weight around there. So now your nervous system and your musculoskeletal system know the deal. It's way more prepared going in for the next uh, pregnancy. 
And while your pelvic floor function might not be perfect, quote perfect, I hate that word, but it might not be perfect after you've given birth, your body knows what to do. It might need to be reminded. We might not need to have a couple sessions together. You might need to pull out your old exercises and revisit them if you hadn't been doing them. But your body essentially knows what to do. So I don't want you to be scared if you are leaking or you did experience prolapse or any of the things after giving birth. I don't want you to be scared and let that prevent you from trying to have another baby. And that is one of my clients' biggest fears that I've seen thus far in my experience. And I don't want that to be the case for you. So your body is smart. It knows what to do. Sometimes it just needs to be reminded. So you're not going to set it backwards if you did experience pelvic floor dysfunction and you do want to have another child. I don't want that to be a worry for you. So I think that's everything I have for us today. So this idea of perfection, especially when it comes to physical performance, perfection is not a thing unless you're a professional athlete and you do this for a living. Even then perfection is not a thing, but I mean, you have to be a little bit more on the ball than we are (laughs) as lay people. But again, remember like exercise, working out, physical performance. It's never linear. It's like a lifelong journey. It's not a destination. We have to work at it. We have to, we go through periods and it ebbs and flows and all this stuff. And the sooner we recognize that, the happier we will be. And the more, um, the less we will view this as like a punishment and something to dread. All right. So I hope this helped. I hope that you got a lot out of this episode. Reminder, if you are interested in joining us in the Florida Forces program, the interest list is open through September 23rd. You'll be getting an email on September 24th inviting you to check out details of the program and sign up. So, um, and then you start automatically. So this is done on two levels. You can either do it totally hands-off on your own, take the time that you need to do the program. There's no hard start and stop dates for this. And then the other option is a coached option where if you want access to me for questions, form checks, celebrating wins, all the things that is available, but that is limited spaces are available for that. So if this is something you're interested in, you can't lose, you have nothing to lose if you're on the interest list. It doesn't obligate you to join, but it does give you a discount and you will be able to sign up before I open this to the public, especially if you are interested in that coached option. All right. So as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and we will see you on the next episode of Finally Fearless. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.